0: Welcome to Media Roots Radio. This is Robbie Martin. Instead of just hard-starting this episode right in the middle of the conversation Abby and I were having, I'd like to remind people that this episode is actually a direct continuation of where we paused uh, the previous episode titled Digital God. If you did not listen to that episode yet and you want to get some context on how we got to the discussion, the very beginning that you're about to hear, please go back and listen to that episode.
1: So many levels of like the insidious nature of, of Zionist propaganda. It's like, yeah, the fact that you can't criticize the the um, obvious, like massive influence of APAC, right? Because anytime you talk about like money and financial prowess and like all like all, the Benjamins it's like all of a sudden everything's an anti-semitic trope if you're talking mm-hmm. about power and money and influence so already you can't do that <laughs> um but it's like it, it does beg the question like why why are things the way they are can you explain them by the fact that the western world is plagued with guilt from the holocaust and that they've just given israel this free pass for generations and let them do this Can it be explained by the fact that we've given the Israeli lobbying machine so much power and undue influence that it's kind of a runaway drain at this point? Um, Or is it the fact that we see Israel as such a necessary appendage for the U.S. empire in that region that we literally will greenlight everything that they do, even if we don't have the audacity to do the shit that they're doing, even if they are even rogue compared to our standards? Like we still have to Posit this veneer of like respectability and democracy, even though, of course, we're disgusting empire and genocidal in, in our own way. But like, we would never do, we meaning the United States would never do what Israel is doing now because it would just tarnish our image so much. So, of it's course. like, is it the fact that Israel's so necessary for our project, um, because of where it's located, because of the fact that I it's think the battering ram of the Middle East? Like, it, it I think that's it's a like, part of it. Is it like everything? I mean, it's it's,
0: so crazy. I think I've been thinking about this a lot and I've come to the conclusion that one of the most ingenious things about what Israel has been able to pull off, like how are they able to do this? Like what is the mechanism? How does it, you know, all those things factor into it that you said. But I think there is a driving force behind this that I think is not talked about enough is that I do feel like there is an extremely... Ingenious sort of game theorist, hyper militant mindset that was at the foundation of Israel as a state that now we see channeled as like the Likudnik elements of the Israeli government. But I believe that that was in, ingrained in basically the foundation of, you know, Israel after World War II. And I think that that mentality also included with it like a very early adoption of uh of not just espionage but all types of spycraft disinformation campaigns and i i think a lot of those early israelis who were hyper militant almost saw themselves as like fulfilling this you know like the david and goliath um sort of myth like they were up against the world you know they had just gone through the holocaust it was like now they need to basically outmaneuver everybody. And game theory says that they should do everything in the most cut threat, cutthroat fashion in order basically to protect what they've done, which is basically, you know, have the state of Israel. And I think by just that very nature, it's created an entire decades long, extremely sophisticated propaganda campaign to justify that militancy, to give it some kind of air of justification
1: but that's almost giving it too much credit because zionism started far beyond no zionism the did but
0: zionism i don't think zionism had in it that like we will basically like murder you and your entire family and kill all of you if you threaten like like us like i i i don't mm-hmm. i don't know if that was baked into it until the like the first major um, you know, incursion or whatever that happened there, but I could be wrong. This is just my, like, my recent read on it. That that's like that's my only. <laughs> well, I two mean, cents on the it.
1: Urgun and a lot of like original Zionist militias were really fucking cutthroat and crazy. And this yeah. was like before even. I mean, this was like before the foundation pre, of Israel, so pre World like, War Two. Like, yeah. but
0: I but it's not. They it wasn't part of the original like Zionist movement like that started in, like the late eighteen hundreds. I think mm-hmm. it evolved into that. Which I don't know, it, and, it, and yeah, it was, so w- basically what you're saying is it, the Holocaust was not like one of the driving factors, even in that militancy, that it predated uh, that, right? That's kind of right. what the you're Holocaust saying. Right, the Holocaust was
1: the reason that, I mean, the Holocaust definitely helped because Jews around the world were like, why, like, a lot of people were opposed to a formation of a Jewish state for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. It's like, why would you all have persecuted people flee to one area? Mm-hmm. It's like, wouldn't you want to f- it would be like it's it's kind of like an insane concept. I mean, for me, I would if I were if i if I were Jewish, I would want to like try to fight anti-Semitism at home. Well then of, the- like fleeing to like a fucking safe haven in the middle of someone else's land. It's like a really bizarre idea.
0: What well, is a bizarre idea? and Zionism, apparently, I mean, according to what I understand, is not even based in like the Talmud or like a religious no. destiny necessarily. No. It almost makes you wonder if there is sort of like a partially religious zealotry that's, that's, that is maybe even more prominent behind the scenes of like the Likudnik wing of like, you know, Israeli politics or the more militant wing where there is more of a religious destiny element to it, where it justifies, you know, um, I mean, at least to themselves, this idea that they are, they're destined to do this. This is like 100%. a biblical no, prophecy. No, the temple,
1: the temple movement. No, they're, they want to downplay the amount of religious fundamentalism yeah. within Israel because they want po- to, you know, they want to pose as like a secular mm-hmm. um, democratic state. Right. And um, I saw Noah Tishby, who's like, she's basically a paid propagandist for Israel. And she's like, speaks like an American. She has a book called like israel the most misunderstood or like an idiot's guide to israel or something she Mm -hmm. parades all around she was just in israel with deborah messing who talked about how they're indigenous to the land and you can feel it when you're there that you know white europeans and americans are just indigenous somehow to the middle east but um (laughs) she's what israel wants to portray to americans like they want to portray people like her secular just everything's misunderstood all the propaganda worrying around like let's deconstruct it but really, the Temple movement and the crazy religious fundamentalists within Israeli society are very strong, um, and that's why people like David Sheen and like the very few people who are left—I don't even know how they live there—but like David goes and films these crazy ceremonies where they like sacrifice goats and like oh, yeah. spill goats' blood. Oh I over. remember seeing I mean, it's all that really, footage. Yeah. like really crazy shit, dude. And they the, and the, they want to basically blow up. Um, Al they want to like. I, I don't really know that much about the temple movement. I know it's strong and getting stronger, especially like in light of this, you know, mm-hmm. this new national tragedy where everyone's like, even people who call themselves leftists are now just like foaming at the mouth, rabid, fucking crazy genocidal monsters. But I mean, if you look at like how religion plays a part here, it is so, it is so interesting. You mentioned how like the majority of people here in America, I mean, the majority of people who are Zionist are Christian because that plays into their religious fundamentalism. So it's all like so cynical and crazy when you really boil down what what are the beliefs that are supporting what's happening. It's I, I think, super disturbing.
0: Yeah. And I think that they, I mean, I, I really do think that they will they will not go down without a fight. I mean, even if there's in a position where the entire world community turns against them at a certain point, like they're going to get even crazier. They're going to do crazier shit, you know? And they might be, you know, who knows what they'd be willing to do with their nukes. I mean, like, I, it is, I almost sort of feel like Israel is capable of the same myths that like neocons used to say about Iran getting a nuke, that like Iran mm-hmm. would use a nuke almost like a suicide bomber would, like wear a suicide vest and uh, you know go to a populated area. Like Iran will just like blow up the Middle East to <laughs> kill Israel. You know, I mean it's
1: true that Israel probably like, would do that. It's that, like if it it got to a point where we really did isolate them. That's um, what I'm
0: saying. I mean, I that's how I and I guess to come to that conclusion about Israel, like. I don't even think America is as crazy as what Israel is willing to do. Like I know that
1: America will not do systematic assassinations of 105 journalists within the U S that's just something that they won't do.
0: Or they'll do it. Like, I mean, or if they're doing anything like that, they'll do it like in a way that no one will ever know.
1: Like, I don't think that they would be brave. Like they wouldn't be, I mean, straight up, like look at the Iraq war. The Haditha massacre, yes, a million Iraqis were killed and it was fucking monstrous and, like, a horrific, horrific atrocity. The Haditha massacre were, like, I think it was, like, 30 Iraqis were gunned down or whatever. I mean, that that was, like, one of the biggest war crimes that came out of the Iraq war. Yeah. Within the WikiLeaks cables, I mean, obviously, you know, um, the collateral murder video. I mean, all of these things were so horrific and really, like, solidified what the U.S. presence really was and exposed the mass killing of civilians and helped end the Iraq war because it, it you know, it um, coalesced the Iraqi resistance. It helped push U.S. troops out. These massacres, there's a Haditha massacre happening every single day, what? every single day. Milai massacre in Vietnam. I mean, it took decades to learn about the horrific atrocities that the U.S. had done. And like, we're, we're taking stock of these war crimes and history books and thinking, okay, like, how did this happen? I mean, we are we are witnessing a Holocaust, a digital Holocaust, live streamed, fed to us every morning. We log in and we're like, what, what happened in the Holocaust today? Like, yeah. meanwhile, with Americana and all like our entertainment culture, totally doubling down on the fact that Nazism is the greatest epitome of evil. There's nothing that will ever compare to that. So Israel's like use that to say Hamas are the Nazis. Hamas are the Nazis. They're not Nazis, even though they have council members and ministers saying, let's turn Gaza into the next Auschwitz. There's no innocence in Gaza. There's no innocence in Gaza. I just heard another guy today, some famous Israeli on TV being like, the babies are the enemy. Kill as many civilians as you can. Kill them all. Pregnant women, babies, children. It's just like, Oh, my God. Like how? I mean, Israeli society is so I don't I don't know if this is what it was like. Like if you were able to watch TV during Nazism, like when they had concentration camps, it's like I feel like this is almost like worse. I don't I, don't, I know that there is not a pissing contest, but it's like, how is this happening? <laughs> and how are American politicians placating us being like, no, 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 Israel's not doing this. Yes, they're they're not targeting civilians it's like we're hearing from them <laughs> like we are hearing from them that they are doing this. Um, I it mean, is. It's, it's mind-blowing, dude. I, I think
0: it's just, it's a combination of really good, all-encompassing, decades-long propaganda, you know, paving the way for Israeli Israeli apology, apologia, and also just people being basically brainwashed. I mean, it, it does, it because again, it does remind me of 9-11, especially to see Americans backing this so hard it does remind me of post nine eleven. except it is crazier to some degree because after nine eleven, like we weren't seeing like a haditha massacre a day right in like high hd video you know so yeah, that would have been seen,
1: like kids yeah
0: brains like leaking out of their skull but day. again like, pulled out of it, rubble it's because it's not you know it's detached to some degree because they're israeli soldiers it's like they're just protecting their race because, like, they're – you know, they got – the Holocaust happened to them. Like, it's like a – it's just so many degrees of brainwashing that I, I, have, I feel is required to get to that level. But, I mean, Well, it's also,
1: a- like, crazy. It's, like, imagine any other – okay. just, Just a thought experiment. Imagine if, like, an earthquake happened and thousands of kids – we're trapped under the rubble of buildings that had collapsed. Uh-huh. Wouldn't there be like an international coalition being like, oh, my God, we have to rescue these children and babies. Like, this is the most insane thing ever that all of these buildings collapse on these kids. And knowing that there are potentially thousands of children alive trapped under this rubble. <laughs> like, yeah. it's just like it's just crazy. It's so and it's like on top of that, it would be crazy enough if they were being bombed. right it would be crazy enough but they're fucking being starved it's it is the
0: human shield thing again because on some level i do feel like these people who can just look the other way when they know all that stuff is happening there is there's some part of them that must believe that like even israeli children are like or sorry palestinian children are like terrorists from like that's how they're raised and you know Israeli you know the Israeli government maybe just being like extra careful to just make sure that like they're killing all the terrorists like there's probably like some weird crazy unconscious mechanism that is telling them that too to because ju- it's like how else could you be you know want to dig kids out of a, a, a collapsed building in an earthquake but not give a shit that there's like a bunch of kids from like a collapsed building from an Israeli bombing you know I think that's the reason because they must dehumanize the kids too on some level in their brain. Can, I mean, do, don't you think that must be happening for
1: them? I mean, I guess I go back to like Raqqa and all of Unless these... it's
0: like an infant. If the baby seems like they can talk, or if it's like a kid that's old enough to talk to, like they're probably, they could be a
1: terrorist. But they are infant. I mean, that's the thing is like, there's ha- there's how many infants have well, I seen? That's true too. Like, yeah, no, you're right. I've yeah. never seen more dead babies.
0: Yeah, I mean, have I, I, I. just mean,
1: ha- it's like, Jesus Christ, man. Yeah. And like that, I just saw a story a couple of days ago mass executions of babies. Like, the, I mean, this is it's it is evil upon evil. And I don't even want to use the word evil because that that brings it to a supernatural level. It is this is what happens from cradle to grave when you dehumanize a population that you subjugate. I mean, that's what settler colonialism is. Mm-hmm. How did we have chattel slavery? How did you have black people enslaved that were literally animals that you would rape and you know, slaughter at will. Like that, this is what this does. This is this is the human mentality. Like this is what we can do to each other. This is how barbaric shit can get. But like, this is Israeli society, dude. We're seeing it play out. We saw it during the Great March. When when we did that documentary, we thought nothing could get worse than this. This is this exposes Israel for everything that it truly is. When you are putting children in the scope of your sniper rifle and you are pulling the trigger over and over and over again putting a child's torso and head and you're pulling the fucking trigger medics and journalists mark press but and it's just so to see this like on a scale this giant you know and at the time we were like if everyone just knew this then people would change their minds like they just don't know because israel's been able to obfuscate everything and have this plausible deniability of human shields and oh they're just targeting Hamas but it's like the whole world sees this now. Yep. So what what is it, what is it that is causing the cognitive dissonance? Is it just racism? Is it just racism? Is it the generational dehumanization of of brown people, of Arabs, like what is it that is making you not give a fuck about babies being blown to bits and seeing it in your fucking face? I don't I don't understand at all.
0: Yeah, I guess um I guess I mean you put it that way, it's hard it is harder to make sense of.
1: It's uh it's it's yeah. Well, what do you think about um I want to talk about this mass rape stuff because oh, uh, God, yeah. what's really interesting about the narrative is that, you know, obviously October seventh was um Israel's nine eleven. And uh, the beheaded babies thing didn't stick. And so, you know, two months into the bombardment after, you know, 20, it's actually like two and a half months now. Actually, more than that. It's almost three months. Holy shit, dude. Almost three months into this genocidal onslaught. Wow. 20,000 at least dead. Thousands trapped under the rubble. 9,000 children killed. 9,000 more children have lost a limb. Like wrap your mind around that. A lot of them without anesthetics. Imagine having an amputation without anesthetics. 45,000 pregnant women are there. 68,000 breastfeeding women with no water. So all of this, people are, you know, there's this huge mass movement globally, like people are completely outraged. Tens of millions of people are in the streets. The political system is completely unmoved in America People I mean, obviously, people are waking up because they see with their own eyes and the media is telling them, don't believe your lying eyes. So they had to switch to the mass rape, Robbie, because if the beheaded babies didn't stick, they had to go towards something very sensational and very, like, shocking, especially to, you know, feminists and and the era of Me Too. And, um, you know, and it's and it's very dehumanizing. Right. I mean, we heard this has always been a dehumanizing trope and it was all about like the sexualization of white women and like the myths of like black slaves going wanting to rape the the white women and all this shit. So it's always been like this weird hysterical trope about like Brown people being mass rapists. Yes. You know, and this is, this is something that happens all the time. I mean, I constantly hear this about like, you know, the fear of Brown people raping you. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I always look a little caveat. And a, and a disclaimer here, I do not know if if someone was raped. I have not seen evidence. I'm not discounting the fact that rape could have happened. The thing is, like, when, when we are being browbeaten over and over again from, like, the fucking paper of record and all of these, like, establishment journalists that this, ha- like, mass rape, like, Hamas militants came over in this high, like, very well planned and executed operation that they had planned for months. Clearly to take as many hostages as they could. That was what it was about. They stopped and raped like a ton of women. I mean, it seems so crazy and hard to believe. Like, I'm not saying that they that no rape happened. I'm just saying that seems really nuts. Yeah, I to put 100% that out there. agree. I'm open to see the evidence, have not seen the evidence. And, and unfortunately, every single think piece that comes out is riddled with like third-hand and fourth-hand random accounts the crazy fanatical settler who talked about f- seeing the 40 beheaded babies, he's sourced in the latest article. Uh-huh. Some other crazy military contractor who was just in the D N D um, DRC, like mining minerals for some fucking like Blackwater-esque weird military contractor. He's literally posting selfies, Robbie, of him in the ditch on October 7th during the Nova Festival, like, like being like, yo, like. And then later he recounts to New York Times two months later that he witnessed a gang rape and women's breasts being cut off and like Hamas militants like holding the severed heads of women. It's just like, what the fu- It's like it, it is so it's so fucking crazy because the more that I the more that I see about October 7th, the more like culpability Israeli soldiers have like oh, 100%, you, yeah. all of these fucking bombed out cars. There was just this re- crazy report actually where it showed tons of bombed out cars and bombed out homes. And the guy like doing the report, it's like he didn't say one thing about how that was not able to be caused by Hamas. Like anyone who's watching that report or sees that highway of death, like ask like like dozens of cars completely burned to bits with charred corpses inside. Who who did? that? Who did that? Who could have bombed homes and bombed cars? Yeah. Like, what is going on here? I mean, so anyway, I mean, I just went on a really long rant, but like, what do you think about this whole, like, renewed mass rape narrative that's, that's being browbeaten I grow-beaten?
0: mean, I think that it's... I definitely think that it's... Um, something is very fishy with it. I mean, that's, that's really all I could say because, yeah, I don't want to discount the idea that m- some people might have gotten raped. I, I mean... You know, I don't know that that didn't happen and it doesn't, it's like, but the, but the amount that they've been pushing that and making that the narrative ever since the very beginning, I think is, it's clearly trying to basically make them seem like they're like ISIS level, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: you know, barbarians. I mean, that is, that obviously is part of it. Um, But I guess that, but the, but the new trying to push it, you know, again, I just don't know what else they have, you know. It seems like right. all they have is tunnels, um, and and rape stories now. Like look at these different tunnels, look at all these tunnels, look at the you know, we think uh UN is uh is is working with Hamas. Like that's all they just keep pushing those over and over and over again. So
1: why I mean, wouldn't they have tunnels? I mean, isn't that like smart? I mean it's so weird that they look at their tunnel system and they're like, Look it Yeah. It's like, yeah. I mean yeah, it's fucking human ingenuity, you dumb fucks. When you it, have people when you have millions of people under a crazy brutal siege, yeah, you're gonna have tunnels, you dumbasses. When you don't allow chocolate and dried fruit, you fucking sadists. Yeah, it's
0: and and it's just I guess one other thing I just want to throw out there is like Israel has such good propaganda and influence in just even like not even just like political our political system, but like basically successfully moving the goalposts and basically redefining what genocide means to make it seem like they're, that's not what they're doing in Palestine.
1: Yeah. I love how we're arguing about the term. Yeah. Like
0: it's like, I watched, I watched a really good video and maybe you saw it. It was a guy who is like a professor in like a genocide course at like a a (laughs) university. And he was like, it is, he's like, it is the craziest thing in the world to hear this being a point of debate when it's like it hits so many checkboxes and like textbook definitions of genocide that it's like there are other tons of other things that people refer to in society as genocides that hit less checkboxes than this. He's like, it is such an obvious example of a genocide. You know so it's
1: such, I mean, it's so it, crystal clear. I mean the
0: collective punishment angle of it is like one of the big de, you know defining components of it to de, like basically treat the whole population to punish them as a result of like a militant faction, or, or, or to use that as an excuse, or just in that concept
1: in general. Well, yeah, and to, I've heard genocide scholars be like, one of the hardest things to prove is the genocidal intent. Like, they were like, that's that's actually the hardest thing to charge, actually formally charge genocide, is the intent to commit genocide. And he was like, there's yep. no qualms whatsoever. We have innumerable examples of Israeli officials literally and explicitly laying, laying bare their genocidal intent. And then when you couple that with, like you said, I mean, the, the, the dumb bombs... The indiscriminate bombing and then the targeted assassinations also like they like I just read this article from 972 mag about Israel's assassination factory that like they literally like, yes, they are indiscriminate and they're carpet bombing and they're dropping these giant munitions that have like a blast radius of fucking like 3000 feet that just like obliterate everything in their path. Mm -hmm. But they also are directly assassinating people like specifically and, and a lot of the targeted munitions, like Biden was just like, why aren't you guys using more targeted munitions? Like apparently in one of these meetings, they were just like, mm-hmm. like the US was just like, why are you using these giant dumb bombs? Like, why aren't you using targeted munitions? It's like, because they want to fucking kill as many people as they, they can, dude. Yeah. And like it's a way to point. pinch
0: pennies too. It's like yeah, they can right. fucking save money yeah. on not using their more sophisticated guided bombs because they do not care. They do not fucking care at all. They yeah, want to no, they, they yeah. kill everybody. It doesn't matter. Yeah.
1: yeah and, that, and that article is so crazy because it actually spoke to all these Israeli intelligence officers who were like, we know every person who's in every building. Like, we know that. But to hear it coming from the fucking horse's mouth, you know, to actually hear it coming from an yeah, Israeli yeah. intelligence officer being like, we know if there's a three-year-old girl mm-hmm. sitting in that room. Wow. Wild. And um, and yeah, I mean, the collective punishment aspect when you are starving, when you are purposefully starving out two point three million people, I mean, three months with no food and water. I I stopped even talking about my friends there because I just felt like it became it, it got to a point where it felt gross and exploitative to even discuss what they're going through at this point, because it got beyond the, the part where it's like all the horrific onslaught It is seriously like The Walking Dead. He was like, everyone, if you have food, you will be attacked. Like, that's the level of desperation on the ground. And it's really fucking sad to say that because you don't want to even, like, you don't even want to really like entertain the fact that people are fighting each other, but that's like also premeditated. I mean, this this is the policy too, is to well, make, people make people basically that desperate. Yeah. yeah right. What do you, God? You that have is no water, yeah. no food. People. He was like, I mean, they bring in like this one truck or whatever, like every couple days, like these UN trucks, and they get like attacked. Anyone that's storing food, like they'll get attacked. If you if you have food, you will get attacked. It is so terrifying. It's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. And to think like, to think winter is there. And I mean, I don't know if you saw that footage. It's like literally flooded, bombed out. If, if nothing can be worse than just a bombed out area, imagine feet of water in that bombed out area. And people are wading through sewage, holding up like bodies and body parts of their loved ones and like pulling people out of rubble with their bare fucking hands because they have no gas and no means to get any equipment To help dig through the rubble, I mean, it's just like, what the fuck is going on? What the fuck is this? It is seriously like watching something out of medieval times. It is in high tech. That's what's so so crazy about high definition, like medieval barbarism.
0: Yeah, no, you're right. It is. It's. Um, it does almost kind of bring to mind some of the dystopian movies you know, like the running man and things where it's like people are watching like a game show or someone like smash TV, like birds, like we are watching like a game show where someone is like competing and then they actually get killed, you know, like a hunger game style thing. You know, I guess I hate making, you know, I don't care for the hunger games, but it is, it is sort of like we are leaning into some more and more into, not even necessarily like historical times, but like a, a more disturbing version of it because that, you know, we like to think we are evolving in a more sophisticated, intelligent direction, but yet this is this kind of spectacle. I, I don't know. It's, it's, I don't even, I don't know what I was going to that. Sorry.
1: No, it is. It, I mean, it really is. It is like, <laughs> I mean, it's like every day I keep thinking, how could it get worse? And then it does. You know, it's like the epitomization of evil We're we're told our whole lives that Nazi, you can't get any worse than Nazism in the Holocaust. Mm -hmm. And so that's like the bar. It's like the bar has been set for what evil is. And so you hear these stories about like just the horrific things that happened during the genocide of Native Americans, you know, like you it's all of these like stories that you hear when you learn and you unpack what what is the real history of this country? What is the real history of imperialism and colonization? And it's like it's unmatched levels of like sadism, you know, and you're just like, Mm -hmm. I can't believe that we did that. And it's like we are seeing that right now. This is happening. This is not abstract. This is not historical. This is real time where it's unending levels of depravity and it's not just Palestinians being able to, like, dictate their own reality because, like, that that's how we're seeing this. But it's Israelis filming themselves yep. doing this shit, looting, like, little girls' bedrooms. Yeah. Destroying shopkeepers' livelihood. Like it's I mean, we haven't so, even, even talked about oh all the—there's been so
0: many—I I lose track. I think I tuned out at one point of all the different little weird— propaganda videos that were coming out from the IDF like the you know the one where they found the weapons inside the
1: oh, incubator God. yeah 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 and then yeah.
0: and then the other one that was like uh, equ- uh, almost like just more cartoonishly staged was when they like were like cruising around someone's apartment like as if they had just turned on the camera for the first time and like came across an iPad yeah, yeah. and then <laughs> turned it on it was like it was already charged and just sitting there in like a bombed out <laughs> building And it had Adolf Hitler as the background wallpaper. You know, it was like, is this, this is like a really low level grade (laughs) prank you're trying to pull here, you know? And
1: it's also like, oh, I guess that makes it justified. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah, like either one. I mean, like if it's real or fake, it's like, it's just so fucking sick, dude.
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, it's so crazy. But it's not real at all, obviously. No, 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 of course (laughs) not. But it's like, even if it were, it's like, it's just so funny. It's like, okay, so don't ask why you're in the person's bedroom. Mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. like show that and be like, oh, well, that now you understand why we had to murder her, right? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, what? yeah. It's just like, Holy oh my shit, god. Man. And then all these IDF soldiers, like literally, like, like doing like engagement photos there. Where did you see that one in bombed out? In bombed out. No, that's out. Like, really
0: sick, though. But not surprised. <laughs> I mean,
1: Okay, here's not my other, I mean I mean dude. honestly when I say it's it can't get sick, worse dude. and it, and then it gets fucking worse. It's like what is worse than killing babies and killing pregnant women purposefully? What why can you think of anything worse? No, there's not much worse than that. Well, it's, there you go. I mean and and I mean I mean I I woke up on Christmas Day and I was just like, oh, I'm just going to check in and see what's going on. Uh, yep, pregnant women holding white flags in Labor. Holy shit. Executed. Dude. Wow. Holding white flags, trying to walk to the hospital in Holy labor. Fuck. And then run over with bulldozers.
0: Wow. Robbie. That is insane.
1: It's a, no, no words. I don't. I mean, what? I mean, honestly, look. Like, there's no level. There's no higher atrocity than that like there's nothing that beats that other than I guess doing that to like hundreds of pregnant women I mean when when will we say stop like when is enough enough what is enough for Biden to stop giving them weapons they mass they're executing pregnant women and running over their bodies with bulldozers on Christmas on Christmas there's Abu Ghraib's happening every day they're like doing these summary executions dragging civilian men out, stripping them down, including children, torturing them on camera. God damn. I mean, it's like, what the fuck? They're calling journalists and telling them we're going to kill you and then they do. Like, I can't. I, dude, I honestly can't, Robbie.
0: Yeah, it really does feel like the Twilight Zone or like you're not living in the same reality as, as other people. It's, it's very shocking you know, and I, 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 yeah, I'm speechless about it. Sorry.
1: I mean, let's just wrap up by talking about rough refought all yeah. Um, I did not know him personally. I wish that I did. I saw him speak many times. He was a frequent guest on electronic and defada. He promoted my work quite a bit. I was very grateful for that. I remember him promoting the human shield debunking argument that I put out and, um, I just really wish that I got to know him. He was an incredible man. Everyone that I know in Gaza knew him. He like if you speak English in Gaza, he probably taught you. Like if you're fluent in English, he Mm -hmm. was like he was like that guy. He was passionate about um, teaching. He was passionate about poetry. He was passionate about art. He was an incredible orator. Very incredible guy. I mean, he was just a beautiful, brilliant soul. And he was a viral voice against Israel. And what Israel has done is they, they've used the cover of this quote-unquote war to target and take out all of the political dissidents. And that includes refought. And let's just call out Barry Weiss, a paid Israeli propagandist who works with a, a literal Israeli state organization called Stand With Us who has made a name off of doxing and harassing and firing Palestinian activists and scholars and professors her entire life. And she somehow has heralded, is heralded as this, like, pioneer of free speech. Notoriously quit the New York Times because her co-workers were too intolerant. Um, she called out Refaut because he rightfully ridiculed an egregiously false story about a Hamas militant burning alive an Israeli baby. As we know now, Robbie, two babies were killed in the October 7th attack. And I honestly don't know if Hamas killed them or not. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, After
0: we've seen I, that crazy footage of the, how much shelling ha- was obviously done by tanks on settle, just settlements houses. It's like,
1: it literally looks like Gaza, like in yeah. it, like a neighborhood. It's, it's just like, nuts. oh my god, like yeah. what in the hell it's happened like, here? So, like, I what? made
0: a, I made a joke tweet on on Twitter saying like that the did the IDF mistake uh, of like a rave for the USS Liberty, like the fact that they like <laughs> just started just shooting at it like it was like a military target or something. It was crazy. <laughs>
1: The Hannibal Director was just the whole rave. It's like, I mean, it's just (laughs) crazy. It's just nuts. So did these babies die from the hands of IDF? We'll never know because there's never going to be an investigation. But two babies were killed. Horrible. Horrible, right? So Refought rightfully made a joke about the egregious propaganda, atrocity propaganda that was being peddled about the lie that Israeli babies were thrown in an oven. Remember, every accusation is actually a confession. So yep. going back to the Irgun militia and all the horrific ethnic cleansing that happened in 1948, where 750,000 Palestinians were ethnically cleansed, that happened. A Palestinian baby was thrown into an oven. This was documented. This, this was part of many documentaries um, about what happened in the Nakba. So Refat made a joke saying shaken or stirred. Um, just, just rightfully just being like, this is so outlandish. I just have to like mock how absurd this is. Cause even Israelis were like, dude, don't say this. This is totally false. They were saying it to the original claim that a baby was thrown in the oven during the October 7th attack. And they were like, look, this, this discredits the actual atrocities that did happen. Stop saying this. Like I saw like all of these Israelis being like, this is totally false. This is a fake story. This actually like harms our cause because it's so egregiously fake barry weiss quote treated refut and and called him out and was like this is disgusting that he's making a joke about this horrific thing that happened put a target on his back robbie because look israeli settlers and soldiers and all these fanatical psychopaths from all over the world who can go and have the right of return you know all these palestinians can get kicked out of their homes and not have the right to return to their homes but anyone who's a who's a jewish person all around the world or who have any random ties to Judaism can go and ethnically cleanse a Palestinian home and kick a Palestinian family out and just live there and squat and get uh, military support from from Israel. And so all of these crazy, rabid psychopaths jumped on airplanes to go join the Israeli military to kill Palestinians in the aftermath of October 7th. And so you're telling me that Barry Weiss putting a target on Rafit's back did not incite her friends, probably many friends within the IDF, who had the means to kill this dude. Of course. Yeah, of course. Well, and I, so yeah, and I mean, he
0: was even already a target before that course. too. I mean, of course, it's probably even worse than that. Like, right? You know, but no,
1: they already hated him. But
0: I mean, I'm saying it, it is still really, really sick. Still fucking.
1: Well, the reason that I want to call her out is because he literally said before he died, he said, "If I die, yeah, blame oh, yeah. Barry Weiss." So I'm not I'll trying blame, to reduce her blame I'll yeah. blame Barry Weiss till my fucking death, dude. Of course.
0: Yeah, no, she's a sick piece of shit. I mean, it's it doesn't get any sicker than her. I mean, she is one of the most phony people who has somehow entered into the journalistic space. And it's just so fascinating to go back to her intellectual dark web article, and like I'll say again, she literally bashes you in the opening... A, like a couple paragraphs she compares you to alex jones she doesn't even really bash alex jones and then she just <laughs> promotes all these people who are like pro israel coincidentally pro israel but they're also these renegade thinkers who are like classical mm-hmm. liberals i mean mm-hmm. what a fucking weird ass way that to hear of a journalist's um like sort of point of view is that they basically, I mean, and I know she existed before that, but that's how I heard of her. And I'm just like, what the the fuck is this shit, dude? really
1: stimming her though. I mean, she was really, her hands were tied with the New York times, dude. They didn't do anything. (laughs) 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 Um, Holy shit. So yeah, refought showed all these DMS, like right after Barry Weiss called him out. The reason that he said, blame Barry Weiss is because he was flooded with death threats from like Israelis Uh being like, we will literally murder you. Um, So what happened was um, he got a phone call, just like um, a lot of these journalists are getting phone calls and a lot of other people are getting phone calls from like mysterious Israelis, Robbie, Mm -hmm. who say, stop what you're doing or we're going to kill you, basically, or just taunt them like you're going to fucking die. We're going to kill you. And that's what happened to Refat. I don't even think that they that they had a caveat like stop or this. They literally were just like, we're going to fucking kill you. And so he was staying in a shelter. And so he left the shelter because he was like, I'm not going to put at risk like all these people that I'm in a shelter with because they he knows that Israel is so fucking crazy they'll just blow up like a shelter with 400 people in it. Yeah. To kill someone. And so he went and stayed with his sister, Robbie, and her three children. And God. um. And they surgically targeted the apartment floor he was on. Fuck. The actual apartment floor, they surgically targeted his sister's apartment and killed everyone inside. It was him, his brother, his brother's son, his sister, and her three children.
0: Oh, my God. That's so crazy. Damn. What was his, like what how prominent was he in, in terms of being like an outspoken was he a journalist or was he more like a
1: no a, he was just a teacher he was just like a teacher who just kind of so he was more of an activist he was an activist he yeah. was just like he was just kind of prominent like english speaker uh-huh. online you know yeah. he was like one of those guys who, who taught english to like a lot of palestinians in gaza he was just widely beloved and like plugged in to like the mm-hmm. activist community here so he he already was like a threat because of that he taught at the islamic university of gaza as you saw probably the whole university was exploded it, it looks like a nuke like hit the university it's like yeah dude. it's, it's like it's a disturbing. neighborhood like it's crazy had they just like demolished the entire fucking campus um he worked there but yeah he i mean it's just absolutely insane i just remember seeing him forever i mean i've been seeing him tweet for like the last 10 years Mm -hmm. he's been like a very prominent like like guy on twitter um but yeah before they probably were just like oh well we can't get away with this now but then during this they're just like we're gonna fucking do everything we're gonna kill everyone that we want to
0: god damn
1: yeah so i know it's a it's a really tough wrap-up but like this is what's happening i mean this is this is what they're doing this is what they're doing, but I will say that m- one of my dear friends there his brother-in-law was shot by a sniper, killed instantly while he was just filling like he was carrying just like empty gallons of water um to try to find water, like scavenge basically. Jesus. So there's just like snipers everywhere the north, I mean he was saying like anyone who's in the north the the war crimes are completely undocumented because everyone you know, everyone is like pushed out, but there's still tons of people sheltering there because of this or this, that, and the other, either you're disabled or your elderly parents don't want to leave or like pride or whatever you can't leave. And so there's thousands of people still stuck there and there's no documentation whatsoever about what's going on. And like, I, I, I don't actually know if his brother-in-law was in the North, but like it, it, you know, I mean, people in the South, they're basically telling people to flee to the South and then bombing the places in the South that they go. So I'm not sure where this was, but it's just so crazy. It's so fucking crazy. The war crimes just day to day, like so many, I can't even wrap my mind around that they're happening. So that, that happened. Like I said, his wife's pregnant, they can't get water. He, I mean, it's just unbelievable, but, um, Biden's a fucking monster. I wanted to also say one last thing before we close out is that um, I just read this crazy speech back in 1982 when Israel invaded Lebanon. You know, not not during the 2008 or whatever invasion of Lebanon. This was in 1982. So this is totally insane. In the Times of Israel, um, they talked about Biden being this rogue Senator who, like, went even further than Menachem Begin did himself about about defending killing women and children on behalf of Israel. Um, This is what Menachem Begin said to the Times of Israel. He said, quote, a young senator rose and delivered a very impassioned speech. I must say that it's been a while since I've heard such a talented speaker. And he actually supported Operation Peace for the Galilee. The senator, Biden, said that he would even go further than Israel, adding that he would forcefully fend off anyone who sought to invade his country, even if it meant killing women and children. Begin said, I dissociated myself from those remarks. I said to him, no, sir. Wow.
0: Wow. This is amazing. How is this real? This is where does this come from?
1: Fucking the times of Israel, dude. Wow. This is like, I, you cannot wrap your mind around this.
0: This is disturbing.
1: It is the most horror, like literally out of anyone, out of anyone in the entire government, Joe Biden is the worst. That is crazy. He's <laughs> The worst person to be like manning the ship <laughs> during this. It is. He is a monster. He is a monster. And he will be punished. He will lose. I guarantee you he will. He was he was already losing every single swing state before the genocide started. So if you look, if if you're going to if all the Democrats are going to try to use or Trump, there's no worse crime than genocide. So you can't really use Trump's alleged Muslim ban as a reason to vote for Biden when Biden is committing genocide. There's no worse crime. So case closed, like Biden is going to lose. That's going to be his legacy. He's genocide. Joe, sadly, we can't, you know, like um, do what we, we've we done with Bush for the last two decades because he's going to fucking die any day. But like, I wish that that could be I wish he could be haunted for the rest of his life. I wish that Biden could actually like see the consequences. He's just going to, you know, go to his grave that just completely senile and not really wrapping his mind around how. How much of an impact this has had but um but it's absolutely insane because he he has solidified trump's victory i know that you said earlier that we weren't able to get to that a couple states um have booted trump off the ballot i don't think it's going to make an impact i think trump's still going to completely demolish biden and I, I i mean the fact that you have gen z in the streets with this unprecedented mass movement and um And then couple that with Palestinian, Arab and Muslim voters in this country. I just don't see how you can come back from that. I mean, there's, does he think that we're just going to forget in like less than a year?
0: I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think that the Democrats just count are just counting on lesser of two evils, like fear mongering about Trump. I mean, I I think that they really do think that that's somehow going to make them bounce back more, but I don't know. Did you see that Robert Kagan article where he was talking about how we just need to accept now that like we are probably going to get dictator Trump in 2024. And it was like all, but it was just like going to like the utter extreme saying like the, like the polls for Biden are looking like so abysmal that anyone thinking he can win at this point is like delusional. Like we need to start accepting at the very least a Trump presidency and like very likely like a Trump dictatorship. And this was, it took up like four pages in the Washington post and in the article he's even suggesting he's going through all the possibilities he's saying like he's like the military even if like people in the military wanted to do a coup to overthrow dictator Trump like it probably wouldn't even be successful because of x y and z and like no force at this point will be able to stop it and it was like uh, it was just this almost like very extremely apocalyptic version of the stuff that Robert Kagan was writing like the first time Trump <laughs> seemed like he was you know that he might have a chance of winning
2: You know, it was like,
0: it was, so it was very, it's very surreal. Um, And it's almost like laying down justification for like, at any cost, by any means necessary, do not let Trump regain the US presidency, which is like, it's, it's almost like open warfare kind of rhetoric without directly saying it to the point where it's like, no wonder these conservatives think that the deep state is like, you know, right. I mean, I'm not saying that contributors read the Robert Kagan article alone, or like that's Robert Kagan. This is what he's. But like, when I read that, I'm like, that is really, really crazy that this. Not only the Robert Kagan wrote this and published it, but that it got published in the Washington Post is like, this is the new like defining of our of the current moment we're in. Like Robert Kagan think piece. Like, so I, I would just recommend Abby you even just glance at it because it's it's really really wild um whoa what he's what he's laying down in it oh uh, so you know wow wow it almost just seems like the yin to tim pool's yang of like tim pool saying like buy food now everybody civil war is coming they just took buy trump your off buckets, yeah they just took trump off ships. the ballot in maine Get, buy your food buckets but it's like the yang the yin version of that being the yang it's like the weird you know um like it's also playing into like a civil war rhetoric, you know, it's like right. dictator Trump. I mean, what does that actually mean? It means that there's going to be some sort of weird factional civil <laughs> war. If that happens, you know, it just, it's pretty, it's pretty wild, but um, why don't you go, go back to what you were uh, talking about originally? Cause I just took us to completely off. No,
1: no, 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 no. I mean, let's just close out with refots words because it is just so crazy to think that he, I mean, it's so fucking great. It's just like, I, I honestly just cannot believe that every day I wake up, another journalist has been assassinated, pregnant women being bulldozed. It's like, I don't, it, it. I feel very schizophrenic. I feel like I can't, I. I can't wrap my mind around this reality and that this reality is what is universally accepted. Like, yes, there's condemnation from the masses and that's like kind of helping me but it it there's a huge disconnect and it's really it's really um making me feel insane and horrible all the time so yeah i mean i mean the fact that refought it's like refought's a symbol of like the impunity i mean this is like when you just give a state complete impunity this is where it leads it's like they can do and they will do anything that they can get away with the most heinous, unimaginable crimes. I mean, if they're I mean, it's like if you just like look at collectively, it's like, yeah, starving 2.3 million people, like three months with no food or water. Like, that's crazy. But then they can just kind of wash their hands and be like, oh, like, you know, like you read in the news and you're like, oh, there's a there's a famine and oh, people are this and that. It's like this is manufactured. This is a fucking genocide. This is crazy. Like what like <laughs> what is what the hell is going on? We're just sitting back and allowing a country to do this shit to starve to 2.3 million people in a fucking prison. So refought was very outspoken about all of this. He had a target on his back from before Barry Weiss did this. But like he told us, Robbie, he said, if I die, blame her. And this was one of many beautiful poems that he wrote. It's called If I Die. If I must die, you must live to tell my story, to sell my things, to buy a piece of cloth and some strings, make it white with a long tail so that a child somewhere in Gaza, while looking heaven in the eye, awaiting his dad who left in a blaze and bid no one farewell not even to his flesh, not even to himself. Sees the kite, my kite you made, flying up above, and thinks for a moment an angel is there, bringing back love. If I must die, let it bring hope. Let it be a tale. Refought, rest in peace, my friend, rest in power. We will never stop fighting for you. Rest in peace.
0: Well, thank you everybody for listening to media roots radio and I hope everybody has a really good new year in in contrast to the the really tragic (laughs) things that we've been talking about, but it's necessary to talk about and you know, we will always stand on the, on the side of uh, freeing the Gazan people and, Palestinian people so if that's you know something that you're just listening to this podcast for the first time and you think we need to have a more nuanced view of it or something i mean you're probably listening to the wrong podcast like it's not even something that i'm gonna waste any energy ever in my life like even trying to you know shift you to into my side you know i it's kind of it's a pretty hard line for me at this point
1: happy new year you love you
0: abby and uh Hope to visit you soon.
1: Take care, everybody. Get your ass to the forest house, baby. We're welcoming you with open arms. Can't wait. Thanks, guys. Happy New Year. Let's fucking hope to God that 2024 is not, is uh, on the up and up. Look, we've reached the bottom. I don't know how much lower we can go other than nuclear war. So let's just keep climbing and let's get out of this hole that we're in. We can do it. I believe in humanity. I believe in us. Thank you so much for listening to Media Roots Radio for all this time. We love you very much and 2024 I can feel it, Robbie. We're we're going to get there. We're going to free Palestine. We're going to fucking something good's going to happen. Hello. It's Robbie again.
0: I just wanted to remind the listeners out there if you're not already a subscriber to Media Roots Radio on Patreon, consider becoming one for as little as $5 a month or per creation and if you subscribe at that tier you get access to about 50 hours of original exclusive podcast content including our extremely lengthy and in-depth Freemasonic History of the United States series, a whole series on UAP, UFOs and an entire investigative series an original investigation on the 2001 anthrax attacks and we have all of these podcast series and all the different investigations we've done over the years compiled into different collections if you become a Patreon subscriber. So it's very easy to listen to each different subject individually and get a ton of podcast content right now if you sign up at patreon.com slash Radio. Thanks and take care.